A Christmas Tale, It's a Wonderful Life, Christmas Be Jolly in the Workshop? Can someone on this podcast besides Catherine call a Christmas story by its right name? Will Suede ever stop talking about Jimmy Buffett? And does anyone on this podcast actually like Christmas at all? This is Fake Film Fans. Hey everybody, I'm Suede Best, your shining baby Jesus Christmas boy. I'm Walter, uh, I'm the squid tentacle that gets lost when uh, a big squid-eating fish eats a piece of squid, but then forgets to eat the tentacle, so it's just floating in the ocean. And I'm Catherine, and I'm the Grinch who stole Christmas. <laughs> oh man yeah this is our, our late christmas episode i guess um but christmas can be whenever you want right deep inside your heart i guess yeah. so i i i was wondering about christmas christmas memories if anyone has any sort of because i can think of the one my one christmas memory i have that has like stuck with me for a very long time has been um there was this <laughs> one Christmas that, because uh, my mom's mom's side of the family was German, and in, in Germany they do Christmas at night, uh, like when you open the gifts and all that stuff, they do it before instead of the, you know, Christmas morning. Um, and so we wanted to do it Christmas morning one time, um, and my mom, of course, is like terrible at waking up. She like loves to sleep in, and so me and my little brother, God, I was probably like twelve. So <laughs> we wanted my mom and dad to get up, and we were watching Veggie Tales because the only TV show that was on was like the, that was like cartoons was like the weird Christian Cartoon Channel. I don't know if you guys got that growing up, but that was like one of the channels we could get on our rabbit ears was like Christmas or Christian cartoons and like all this weird shit. Um, mo- mostly cartoons about animals explaining how cool jesus was to kids um but they were doing veggie tales and we were so bored and we had this piano from when my mom thought that i was going to be someone who had musical skills this did not happen um and we had this little cat and i i was like so bored and i wanted my mom to wake up and so we just picked up the cat and we just dropped him on the piano and the cat freaked out and the piano made a whole bunch of noise and my mom like stormed like instantly was awake and stormed out and just like screamed like roaring at us like quiet down i'm trying to sleep go back to sleep and just like went right back to bed uh and then in the morning she woke up like when she wanted to and she was like merry christmas you guys woke me up it was a whole fucking pain in the ass and we i literally never have woken my mom up since like even when i'm like running late for stuff and i need her input on something usually trying to figure out who gets what car because we have four people in my house but only two people have cars one of which is me. i've been there yeah it sucks yeah. right it's such a pain in the ass um musical cars my little brother had a car and then he tried to drift it and then he drifted it into a tree uh, <laughs> and almost died um oh fuck it, yeah it was great it was cool um he, he turned out unscathed but it's because his car flipped around if his car had been facing the other way he probably would have broken his head it's because he watched too much Initial D, which is this drifting anime. Walter probably. Do you know Cat? Do you watch a lot of anime? No. I've seen, like, the main ones. <laughs> That's not even true. The main <laughs> Which one is that? Yeah, what's the main anime? <laughs> like, uh, Evangelion and Death Note. Digimon? No, Pokemon? so that's why I said never mind. 
<laughs> Dino trucks. Never mind. <laughs> don't worry. It's okay. Anime is garbage. And it is. It's propaganda to make us communists. I don't know why uh, Christmas is special for you then. Because if it only brings back a bad memory. Well, no, I have good fucking Christmas memories too. I also have a my memorable Christmas memory I thought of when you said that was a bad one. And I was like, well, maybe I won't say it because it's it's sad. But then yours was kind of sad, so... I don't remember how old I was, but I was, like, too old to be doing this. But, like, the Christmas memory I remember the most is, like, trying to run away on Christmas Day because I didn't want to go visit my family in Mississippi with my dad. So (laughs) I, like, packed a bunch of shit in my backpack and just, like, left the house without telling anyone just, like, to avoid going on this road trip that I didn't want to go on. Um, Did you write a note? No, no. I just left. What did you pack? I packed like <laughs> I packed like a, some jackets, okay, a couple practical things, but then a lot of books and DVDs. <laughs> of course, but did you bring a DVD player? How old were you trying to run away at? I did not bring a DVD player. I, I guess I was planning on going somewhere that had a DVD player. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was honestly like fifteen. Like I was too old for that. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking, like, as a kid, I know kids pack a lot of impractical sh- shit, but, like, still, books, DVDs, that's, like, what What can a kid do with that stuff? Read them. Yeah, exactly. You're, like, living under a bridge. And I remember it was actually snowing, which never happens in December in North Carolina. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't have even packed your jackets, then, probably. Probably not. Walter, what about you? uh so honestly christmas in hong kong and i think in east asia should be pretty different because christmas christmas is a christian holiday so most of the family stuff happens on chinese new year at least in china so yeah i think i don't know christmas is like kind of a date holiday i think well you're a walter you you're a, you're a kissless version, right? You've never even kissed another person. You've never held anyone's hand. So that that must be hard for you during Christmas. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I actually have haven't even like uh bought oxygen from a girl before yet. <laughs> Where do you buy oxygen from a girl? Well, I don't know. Good improv. Good improv. I just know that's what the manly chads do. So I uh what I was going to say though is that actually like if you follow really traditional calendars, which not all Asian families do, they follow the lunar calendar, so we celebrate winter solstice. That's, like, even more important than uh, Christmas. Because that's the day where the farmers do something. I don't even fucking remember what it is. Maybe they starve, because it's winter. <laughs> the poor farmers! I will say, there is one Christmas that I really enjoyed, and that was in America. And I remember it very, very fondly. Because I got up at 8am, and I started drinking alcohol, and I was super drunk, and I wanted to watch an anime. And I watched one of the, the main ones. Which the main, main one? Which one? Was it Dino Trucks? No! <laughs> I watched Shobako, which is a anime about girls creating anime at an animation studio. And uh, the show is just very heartwarming because it makes everyone want to work and be a laborer. Because of how fun it makes working look like. And I binged 24 episodes in one day in uh 12 hours while super wasted and i just remember like there were so many episodes that i just like 
felt my drunkness, stood up, looked outside because it was snowing, came back in, shouted, I love anime! And uh, <laughs> tears would, tears of happiness would be flowing out of my eyeballs. Okay, was this when we were living together, like, and I went home for Christmas to see my folks? Yeah, we were all living together and everyone went home. And I was alone in Christmas, so, which is not even that abnormal. I've always had, uh, I, I've probably spent more than 70% of my Christmases actually alone. That's that's good. Well, that's powerful. Uh, <laughs> that's like, sometimes I know, I know, I know. When you say that, you, it's not actually a thing, especially because you guys don't, you, you and your family don't have like a Christmas deal to do. But sometimes people will tell that to me, stuff like that to me. There was this, there was this kid. Uh, I'm not gonna say her name. Um, but I worked with her at the movie theater I used to work at, and uh, she came to work and she had like just turned 21, and she had a voice like this. Um, so anyone who's listening to this who knows the Roanoke people I talk about knows exactly who this person is. Um, and this person, I, I looked over this person, I was like, hey, uh, hey, hey, so-and-so, how was your birthday? And she was like, you know, it was all right. I went out to dinner with my parents. And I was like, oh, oh that's, that's fun. Did you hang out with anyone? You know, you do anything? And, uh, she looked at me, she goes, well, what am I going to do? I, you know, I, I don't do anything. I don't have any friends. And they just like dead barreled me, just like looked at me and I had no clue what to do. Uh, I'll call her Courtney. And so <laughs> I just patted Courtney. I like literally had no clue what to do. So I just like slapped Courtney on the back once. I was like, oh, that's a good one, Court. That's real funny. Oh God, a good joke. And then I just moved on. Cause I had no clue what to say to this person who had just like, it's like, what do you say? Like, I'm sorry. You don't have any friends. It, <laughs> If you knew Courtney, you would know why she doesn't have any friends also. Oh, no. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Something happened to me yesterday where someone asked me if I had New Year's plans. And I said, oh, I'm just going to stay home. Like, you know, I'm a cron and I'm not going to have a party or anything. They were like, yeah, I'm going to be alone, too. I was alone on Christmas. And I'm like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I, I think there are people who are very lonely because they're lonely on Christmas. But at the same time, my experiences with being with other people have been so miserable on Christmas, too. Because I I because a lot of times I've studied abroad in different countries. So being alone on Christmas means I'm, like, crashing someone else's house. And it's always so awkward. It's the same with Thanksgiving in U.S. I don't know. People have their, like, etiquette. Like, everyone's, like... Oh, just be at home. Stay at home. Be free. And then they go, don't smack your lips. Please use a knife and fork. Don't eat with your hands. So sometimes I know I sound like the Scrooge or the Grinch on Christmas. But it's because when I go to people's houses, they're not like festive or whatever you want to call it. They're like grumpy. My... My family is, like, not that into Christmas. For anyone who wants to know sort of back behind the scenes of um, Walter, this uh, actually goes back to one specific event with a specific ex-girlfriend that, uh, like, just totally ruined him on all American holidays. It is it is the kernel that is Walter's deep sadness on every American holiday. I didn't say anything to the microphone. It's all good. No, nothing to the... I didn't say anything to the microphone. Okay, okay, but there's also... I knew it was that. I had a <laughs> suspicion. Do you also know this story, <laughs> Catherine? I don't know the story, but I was like, these examples are a little specific. Um. Yeah. There, there is this one story. Okay, I was, uh, I, it, this is in England, so I apologize for my privilege of being able to study abroad everywhere. <laughs> but in England, uh, I crashed someone's house for Christmas. And there are, like, a few really bad memories I have there. Because number one, they were, like, a rural England family. So what they did for fun 
was like shoot pheasants and shoot skeets. That sounds kind of fun. The recoil of the gun one time hurt so much, but because I didn't want to look like a bitch, I kept shooting. And my finger, just my thumb, just kept going bigger and bigger. And by the end, I would just take the gun and just shoot at anything and be like, oh, I'm sorry I missed, and then give it away because it hurt so <laughs> fucking much. And I couldn't even like hold the gun to shoot. And then second thing, I was already like, I don't know, I already liked movies. So I I asked the guy like, hey, do you want to watch a movie with me? And he was like, sure. So we watched Once Upon a Time in America and the movie was like three hours long, which I didn't even know. <laughs> and he was like, oh, that was interesting. That was pretty cool. But then when we went back to school, he shit talked me. He said he just came over and did nothing and made me watch a three hour long American movie. <laughs> oh, no. He was so weird. <laughs> it sucked. To be fair, well, to, because that is all you do is you do nothing and you watch three hour movies. Uh, I lived with you. I know this. Uh, and the trick, the trick to enjoying Walter, it's kind of like having a pet turtle, um, but it's a mean pet turtle. And so you, you like mess with the turtle a little bit and you like does its turtle things. And every once in a while, the turtle will just like look up at you from its like bottle of bites you that it's drinking and just be like, hey, you know that thing you care about that you like it sucks. And then just like would go back to its. That's what it was like living with you. Just like a mean <laughs> drunk turtle. Um, that's terrifying. Yeah, Catherine, if you ever if you ever decide to, to start over somewhere, you should just move in with Walter in Hong Kong and just like see what it's like. Absolutely <laughs> not. I visited his apartment in, um, where was it? It wasn't Brooklyn, was it? In Queens. Oh, God, I can only imagine. Did you ever go there, Swade? Uh, I can't leave Roanoke, Virginia, where I had panic attacks, because I'm, uh, broken inside. So I've not, I've not been to New York. But, so I got there, and his his nightstand was two cardboard boxes stacked on top of each other, and there was a hot water heater sitting on these two card like a you know those electric kettles was sitting on top of two cardboard boxes as a nightstand and i think there was just like a pack of cigarettes next to it and that was his nightstand i mean that was that was what our our, our apartment was like i think th- i think those boxes acted as shelves too because they probably <laughs> held all my books that i brought oh that's so good oh i miss those days talk about a christmas story or black christmas and walter told me we should talk about both they're both by bob clark i did not know that by the way until last night wait black christmas the the horror film and uh it's a wonderful life are both made by the no a christmas story oh a christmas story i still that's weird i didn't realize that either that's cool yeah yeah um so yeah, uh, A Christmas Story, something like was the Christmas movie in my house. Like my mom is obsessed with it. So that's kind of like that and like maybe like Charlie Brown Christmas and stuff are like the, the main Christmas movies from my childhood. So I actually hadn't rewatched it in a while. Um, and I rewatched it with my roommate actually on Christmas Day because I, I traveled back home on Christmas Day and I wasn't with family. Um, and I realized how... <laughs> I mean, I always knew it was a weird movie because, like, parts of it were freaky and weird, um, like, as a kid. But I don't know. I realized, like, I guess how, like, ironic it's trying to be in a lot of spots and, like, 
uh, sometimes it's working and sometimes it's not. Yeah, I mean, there's there's ableism and racism, of course, <laughs> that I didn't notice as a child. Um, but overall, I would say I enjoyed it. Well, I my I actually have a question. So it's yeah, it's it's I mean, it's in any movie that's been made ever basically it's usually not hard to like pinpoint the racism like it's usually pretty like the grit i watched the grinch not a whole lot of racism surprisingly uh the the, the original <laughs> cartoon i i didn't pick up any anyways um but i'm interested to hear a- ableism is something i don't necessarily n- notice i guess because i'm a shithead uh, so i think like have you have you seen the movie suede uh no <laughs> oh wow um so the whole movie is from this kid's perspective and he like there's a lot of funny parts where he's, like, daydreaming because everyone's saying, we can't give you this BB gun because you're going to shoot your eye out. Like, you stupid kid. Ha ha, you suck. And he's, like, daydreaming about his, his BB gun. And he, like, asks his mom for it. And she has the same reaction. And then he writes, like, an essay in his English class talking about why he wants a BB gun for Christmas. And he, like, imagines his teacher being, like, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever read. And then he'll, like, imagine her as, like, the Wicked Witch of the West, and it it has all these weird, like, imaginary, like, scenarios that he makes up in his mind, um, and one of them is when he gets in trouble for something, and he's really mad at his mom, and they put soap in his mouth, because he said a bad word. He said fuck. Yeah, he says fuck, but they don't say that in the, they're like, he said, they don't say it, um, (laughs) but, um, they put soap in his mouth, because he said a bad word. And he starts dreaming about, because he's mad at his mom for doing this, like, oh, wouldn't it, like, really show them if, like, because I, they put soap in my mouth that I became blind? He doesn't say this, but it just shows him, like, blind and, like, teetering around, like, begging for money, like a homeless person. And then he, like, comes into his house and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so upset. And they're like, what's wrong? And he's like, it was the soap. Like, so it was weird. It was like, oh, so like bad things happen to you. And like, that's blindness. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of what we did all did as kids. You yeah. Know? Just a lot of imagination and a lot of imaginative scenarios. It was fun. Pretending to be blind. Yeah. But so the, the like imaginary scenarios are like one of the cool parts I realized about this movie. Um, there's one where he, like, yeah, where he imagines his teacher as, like, the Wicked Witch of the West, and then, like, he imagines himself, like, in a Western-style, like, vignette, like, saving his family from these robbers with his BB gun and stuff. Um, the racism was, like, of course something happens with their turkey, and so they have to go to a Chinese restaurant instead on Christmas, because th- that's the only thing open. And this, like, staff of, like, assumably Chinese Americans are like trying to sing them Christmas carols and they're saying like fa ra 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 like over and over again instead of like fa la 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 and they're like a lot of like making fun of their pronunciation and stuff and I was like that was that was a little cringe otherwise I think it still held up I mean it's nostalgic for me so I I I worked downtown um and there's this like place on my way to work called like center in the square and the fucking Christmas downtown was insane um but there's the one of the things you can do in center in the square is like buy tickets to go see like the the plays at the like local shitty theater um i shouldn't say that i actually know some people who work with the theater and the plays are okay um (laughs) and one of them was um it's a wonderful life um is that the movie what's the fucking title it's not it's a (laughs) one okay i'm i'm what, what is this movie called a christmas story it's a christmas story Okay, so I keep walking 
every day I go to work, I walk past this and there's this tinny machine that's like, uh, you know, like talking about the plays that are going to happen like, and, and they talk about this movie and they always say at the end, but remember what they say, we'll shoot your eye out, kid. And I'm just like walking and there's just like <clears throat> these like pink haired homeless teens, one who's, uh, sporting a new facial scar that runs like from his like earlobe down to his chin and they're like arguing over cigarettes and they like stop me and like you know ask for change and i give them the change if i have it um and the you know like there's like there's like all these like rich yuppies walking around and the whole time in the background it's just and you'll shoot your eye out kid and it's you know so i i had no clue what this is and now i have context to like the nightmare that is a christmas story is like kind of fucked up because all the humor is just about like how this family is dysfunctional and like the dad is like yelling all the time and the mom is like tired and like (laughs) bad stuff keeps happening and like that's like what all the jokes are about so it's kind of weird that's like life i mean my christmas morning half of it was like me yelling at my dad because he just like i woke up and i just like needed a cup of coffee and he just wouldn't be quiet and for like five minutes i was just like "Uh uh-huh please just be a little quieter Uh uh-huh Come on, dad, just a little bit. Finally, I was like, oh my God, just please, you're killing me. I'm just, I, and I, I finally, I just went out and like chain smoked while, while drinking coffee. Cause I, he would not shut up and you eat like, I try not to tell, I try not to be like the edgy loser and be like, shut the fuck up, dad. You're so fucking like, I try, I try very hard not to do that. Every once in a while I slip up. Give me my toast. Give me my toast. You bitch. Take your weed pills. Um, the one thing about a Christmas story though that I we were talking about the family right but there is something a little bit more com- like I also thought it was just like a dysfunctional family kind of done in an ironic tone but like the parents actually are kind of heartwarming they have their heartwarming moments and the mom definitely has some intense mom energy I don't know what it was but uh there was like a moment in that film that I was like damn Moms are pretty great. And then you look back at your mom who, like, was getting ready to slap you because you weren't tall enough. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. No, but I didn't think the mom was very hot. But then when that scene happened, I was like, damn, she's pretty attractive. It was a really weird moment in my life. Deeply pathological. Yeah, it was, like, literally not attractive, not attractive. And then mom energy. And then I immediately my brain was like, damn, she's pretty attractive. That is, that is amazing that's i mean that's just that 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 is like that is peak that is exactly i know that feeling though because every time i watch a tv show or movie where there's like a girl uh or or vaguely feminine timothy chalamet type boy who's like smoking a cigarette and then it's like maybe maybe things do matter i go from like i don't want to talk to you to being like oh my god get in my house yeah i think you're talking about the moment where he gets in a fight with, like, the big bully, who, by the way, scared the shit out of me. He has braces and, like, a coon hat, and he's, like, tall uh, compared to the kids, and he's, like, so scary. He gets in a fight with him, and he beats the shit out of this bully, and the mom just, like, doesn't really, like, tell the dad. Because they're all, like, the dad's gonna kill him, like, if if he finds out. So the mom just, like, kind of keeps it a secret, and that was really nice. Yeah, and, like, she was serving, like, kind of gross mashed potatoes and meatloaf, too. And then, like, she serves it again at that dinner where she doesn't tell the dad. And I'm suddenly also like, damn, that mashed potato and meatloaf looks pretty good. <laughs> oh, my God. The second thing I liked about this movie, too, was 
I like food, and I think one of the greatest things about Christmas is food. And I think it sucks that a lot of Christmas movies don't abuse the fact that you can, like, have good food on the table. And I don't think this film had particularly great-looking food, but it was still better than, like, most Christmas films I've seen. So, and and as you said, like, the last uh, Chinese scene, I know it's a little out of place, <laughs> and fa-la-la-la-la is, yeah, a little, you know, cringe, but... What I did like was they called the duck Chinese turkey, and they could never go back. And that made me proud. Yo, you know what? Actually, I remember the food scenes, but I know Suede picked Animated Grinch, and I remember the food in that movie is dynamite that little movie that is like 26 minutes of just absolute weirdness the reason i picked this was because when i was little and this just like shows you how strange this shows you that like my parents should have put me uh in counseling way earlier than they actually did uh there was a point in my life when i was five years old and uh probably for about three months uh, i could not go to sleep unless my mom put on the grinch the, the animated grinch tv special <laughs> uh so just like for for three months of my life that was like all that they could do to make me go to sleep and i also that's refused. like seared that's like seared into your like the deep folds of your brain so i actually don't remember anything uh before like age eight uh, so this is just like things that have been told to me. As I watched it today, I um I did get like warm feelings, but I couldn't remember any of it. It's it's a weird one though. Is Boris Karloff is the is the the main narrator? Uh, he's like almost the only one that's ever talking, and he also is the voice of the Grinch, which is like super weird. Um, because he sounds exactly like he does in the Mummy. And Boris Karloff was also another mainstay in my childhood. My dad would put on all the old movies, and that was we we watched the Mummy and um. I can't remember the other movies he was in, but I, I I remember watching watching many of them as a kid. But it's it's just like a weird it's a weird little movie. It's also weird now because like Doctor Seuss kind of got canceled. Yeah. Here's my quick spicy thoughts about that as someone who works in a bookstore. Um, uh, it's not about like the the like the books are racist. That's 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 clear. It's more about the Seuss people themselves. Um, what I think is like total bullshit is it's they're like bandwagoning onto this like wokeness train. They're they're the the Seuss uh, estate just takes these books out of print, which is chill because um it because they have some nasty things in them, but they they don't actually do anything to combat the racism. It's 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 like a complete simple action. They're two books. No one had heard of them. Also, no one like no, these are not like famous Seuss books that got taken out of the off the shelves and out of print. So all they did was make sure that they can't be sold in main places, which rackets and jacks up the price of these books. I mean, they went from like eight, nine bucks online to like 20, 30 bucks, 40, 50. I mean, it's, it's like totally a cash grab. It, it's, it's, there's no authentic, like caring. It's, it's, it's despicable. Anyhow, there's, there's some weird stuff that happened in the Grinch, but I think the first thing I want to say is that, um, the Grinch is like kind of thick. He's kind of Ooh. round. He's like kind of got a pretty serious dad butt. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah, he's got like <laughs> a big butt, and um, no, but the Grinch. Then and there's some other scenes where like 
like when the the Grinch's like heart expands and it's like really soft and squishy when it like pops open and like there's like another scene where he's like sinking down the <laughs> chimney that's also soft and squishy he he struggles to get down the chimney right for just like a split second <laughs> yeah but for just his for a split second and i started thinking about all the erotic content i consume uh and all of the uh cartoon characters that i was deeply attracted to and still am and i think this actually may be the genesis um this ah. is like the er movie just like the softness in the film is like so attractive like on a sensory level to me like watching it i remember I, I suddenly remember these feelings of like prepubescent sexual identity just wanting to like squeeze the grinch there's just like a lot of softness to grab so in some ways you can think of it like this because you didn't know what masturbating was as a kid, those three months, you just needed to masturbate before going to bed. And your mom was down with it. Okay, that was the problem. <laughs> the problem was, actually, you want to know what it may have been? Not really, but tell me. Uh, <laughs> it's actually much sadder. Um, so it might have been post 9-11. This is like, just like my insane brain. I, I had this very vivid fantasy as a child of like, terrorists just like this vague idea of bad people that they were telling me on the news we're gonna helicopter over my house lift up the roof roof while we were asleep and just drop ropes down and the the dudes would and they were always like dudes dressed up in like swat would just like slide down the ropes and then where we we're all sleeping they would shoot us in the head um ah! and so like I, that it may have been some of that so instead of a swat team you were ho you were hoping that the Grinch would drop down. Yes, his big soft belly and butt, and give you a big kiss. Um, and I could, I could touch it and squeeze it. But that's, I mean, that's really what I remember actually. Because rewatching it, there's like not a whole lot. I, I remember. Um, Cindy Lou is also very cute. She like looks like a worm. She like is wearing a little onesie. She's the, <laughs> she's like the little, the little girl that catches the Grinch, and she's like, Santa, why are you stealing the tree? And the Grinch is like, Yo, fuck you! I'm, I'm gonna fix it. It's, you know, there's this other thing that's wild. It takes, the, the Grinch, like, starts when it's, like, they just go to bed, um, stealing everyone's stuff. Because he, like, sneaks in and steals everything. Um, and in, at a court, the, the, the text says, at a quarter to dawn, he's done stealing everything. So this dude, like, robs an entire town. He steals everything in, like, basically a night, which is pretty fantastic. It's not as good as Santa, who does the whole world, but. Yeah, I apologize. I actually don't know what dawn is. I thought dawn and dusk. What's the difference? Uh, dawn is the morning. Yeah, when the sun rises, dude. Dusk is when it goes down. Uh, but they look the same. Kinda. No, they don't look the same. They one is going up and one is going down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the like if you take a picture of both of them, they look the same. I think they might look a little different. That's why it's confusing. Uh, yeah, so it's very confusing. Yeah, because one is night and one is day. That is very complicated. <laughs> uh this is something i noticed as an adult the grinch actually is not that bad of a guy because the, the his issue with christmas is everyone is so fucking noisy um he says the kids get all these toys and they make a shit ton of noise and it's so loud and he talks about all the instruments i'll just like list a few because they're not just like horns and trumpets they're a bunch of like uh dr seuss shenanigans so he complains about the tube flubers um the tum talkers the Blum Bloopers and the Will Wumpers. And there's like a bunch of shit like that. That's just like, you know, Dr. Seuss stuff. And he's complaining about how noisy these kids are and how that they're such a pain in the ass. And then he's like, and then they have a giant meal and that's really noisy, noisy too. And then finally they sing and they just can't, they just won't be quiet. And I just, I hate the noise. I get that. <laughs> My best writing when I, when I'm writing is done in the winter because the birds are quiet because they're dying, I guess. I think that's how the winter works. 
Um, and so I get to sit outside with like my space heater and my three layers on my pot of coffee and my pack of smokes. And I can just like sit there and write and it's too cold for anyone but me. And so I can write. But like as soon as the summer hits, the birds refuse to shut up. And like my family comes outside and they're like people mowing. And it's such a it's such a fucking pain in the ass. I just want the world to be quiet. Even like in the morning in the summer when I like go out to smoke a cigarette and drink a cup of coffee. The birds are doing their bird thing. And it's, like, such a fucking pain in the ass. It's so obnoxious. So I, I feel... Why are you so mad about bird sounds? I hate birds. I hate them. I mean, I don't like birds, but there's nothing wrong with bird sounds. Oh, no, I can't stand it. They're, like, <laughs> they, like, jangle my brain. I'm, like, sitting there trying to write, and the birds are just, like, screaming, and, like, their babies are in nests nearby, and the babies are screaming. They're not screaming. They are. They're screaming, and I hate them. I actually wrote a short story about a guy who was so angry at the birds that he burned down his house, and it was, um... It was based on a true story. It was! But I referenced, I referenced <laughs> Chairman, Chairman Mao and his, um... He was like three great sparrow, his three great pests thing where he like killed the birds. I mentioned, I, I, I referenced it a bunch and I actually had someone in the fiction workshop group who like took me aside and was like, this is totally inappropriate. And she didn't say it was totally inappropriate. She didn't take me aside. She said that it was, it was too dark of a story. And I was like, it's not, what do you mean? It's funny. And she's like talking about burning down houses and, and talking about, you know, the, the, the great and brutal violence of, of, uh, of Chairman Mao. I, I don't know. Jeffrey Dahmer got reference to whatever, but so I, I fucking I cannot stand birds. Is the point? It, I just wish the birds would shut up, and they don't, and it's killing me. Global warming is killing me. The birds have been more noisy this this winter, not gotten as much work done as I'd like. But I don't throw things at them. I let the birds be because it's not their fault. I do scream at them, which is always good for my neighbors, especially during the summer because I'm like hot. So I'll just like be sitting outside like in just my underwear. Like with, with like like in the writing zone, and I'll just like turn to a bird, and I'll be like, "Shut the fuck up, you stupid bird! I'll kill you." <laughs> so that's that's the that's the Grinch. I I I think I feel comfortable saying I would have sex with the Grinch. I does that make me a furry? Yeah, yeah, I no, think so. maybe it's actually that's even more of an interesting question than that shitty Lola Bunny question. Because Lola Bunny is obvious; she's got sexy curves. Even if you like wouldn't actually have sex with her, you can see why one would have sex with her. I don't know who she is. Is that Space Jam? Yes. Yeah, Space. Jam. Okay, okay, okay. I have. I actually watched Space Jam for the first time this past year. So oh, nice. I, I know what that is. Yeah, she's very curvy. Yeah, I wasn't sure what you were talking about. What about Bugs Bunny? Bugs Bunny is not curvy. No, he's not. But he has a good sense of humor. No, he's annoying. Okay, well, so... Anyways, we don't need to talk about Bugs Bunny. <laughs> okay. Can I, can I ask you a question, Cavern? Do you feel like yes. sometimes you're the Grinch at Christmas? I definitely have been. Like, especially in reference to, like, my... Like, okay, specifically I'm thinking of Sarah, who's obsessed with Christmas. Her family does, like, a big Christmas. And, like, we live together in undergrad. And she would always want to play Christmas music and, like, put stuff up. Honestly, it's mostly the Christmas music that I will be a Grinch about. Like, I don't want to fucking hear Christmas music. I just don't. I don't like it. It's bad. <laughs> it's not. It's just not a vibe that I want around me. I don't know. I hate it. So, yeah, I'm definitely Grinch about that. I, 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 I've I, been called the Scrooge of Christmas or the Grinch of Christmas, the grumpy one at Christmas all the time. But I always feel like there's a difference between, like, getting shoved a christmas song or giving shoved a christmas carol or getting shoved a christmas movie and then being grumpy about that then 
going around the streets and being grumpy at Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel sometimes those fucking Christmas lovers have taken the words Scrooge and Grinch and misinterpreted it, which is why I was curious if you've ever felt like the Grinch or the Scrooge. Yeah, they just, well, they feel offended when you don't want to partake in the in the Christmas joy. So so they lash out, you know, it's <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, which is crazy because in normal days, um, someone's on a roller coaster, someone's going, weehaw, and then someone's crying. <laughs> you don't like lash out at the crier. You go, I'm glad you had fun. I love Christmas, but... Here, here's what I will say. The problem people have when they try to do Christmas with, like, their not family is that they want their Christmas to be like it was with their family. And that's just, like... So, for instance, Walter, if you and I were spending Christmas together, it would not be, like, the thing we do where, like, you know, my family has, like, their Christmas fucking stuff. And, we, you know, we, like, my mom puts on the old German Christmas music that her mom used to play, and we, like, put the presents under the tree and stuff like that. And then me and Rocky go and smoke a little bit of pot um, and, like, watch dumb cartoons. You know, but if it was us, if it was all three of us, we would, like, have new Christmas holidays, right? Like, it would probably involve a lot of drinking and a lot of, like, bullying Walter. And, like, you know, I don't know. I, I think that's the problem is people people are like, no, you have to have Christmas the way I used to have it. And you can't – you don't do that with any other holiday. Like, no one at Halloween is like, well, we need to do it, like, when I was six where, like, my dad would drive me to the rich neighborhood to get the best candy. People do that for Thanksgiving. People do do that. For, it's because it's a family holiday, right? I think you, if you're not going to be yeah. with your family. Yeah, it's actually really funny because what I remember most clearly is I tried to celebrate Mid-Autumn Festival in America. And I wanted, like, to make it a little proper. So I, like, got everyone to bring out candles and walk around on the school campus with some candles. It was freshman year. And everyone was not taking it seriously. We're laughing about it, making fun of my holiday. And I felt bad about it. But from that day on, I realized I shouldn't make people care about holidays like the same way i do but at the same time every fucking thanksgiving and every fucking christmas they always expect me not to smack my lips <laughs> see that's such bullshit well i feel so like I, I think that's the problem with college kids right is they like think they understand how to be humans but they're just as terrible as when they were in high school uh they've like got new words but they're still gonna be like oh this guy celebrates not christmas what a fucking loser and like give them a hard time because they're like drunk and insecure um yeah, because you never we we didn't celebrate. We did we didn't really celebrate any holidays when we were living together. I mean, because it's extra work, right? I would like let's say uh, a like if if someone was like down with it and we're like, yeah, let's go and get a mooncake and go extra far. Of course, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Or like if Chinese New Year people were like, yo, let's actually get something small and celebrate. I would do it probably, but as an individual to like have to want to force that on people who just don't give a shit. It's, it's not easy to find that motivation unless I want to be like an extra proud Chinese person. But that's why I, I, I remain a slight bit of the Grinch and maybe, maybe it is mellowed, but I do know when I was a teenager, my Grinch levels were like extra high. I spent the last, I spent 30 hours a week this entire month listening to Christmas music. I'm so sorry. Um, it's okay. I kind of like it. And I, I have like a very specific Christmas playlist I put on when my boss isn't around. Uh, full of songs I like. Like My Chemical Romance's cover for All I Want for Christmas is You, which is the best Christmas song. Um, or uh, um, I like Little Saint Nick by uh, the Beach Boys. That's another one. I, I do like Christmas music. It does, it does get tiresome. Um, yeah, and I don't know why people think like, Christmas music needs to be happening in stores for so much. It does not. 
I would always feel pressure because actually when I was in high school and like the first year at Goucher, I worked at an independent bookstore in, in Greensboro and I would always feel pressure when I had to choose, choose uh, the music. Sometimes I liked it if there was like not my boss around because then I felt like I had freedom. But if he was around, I would just put on stuff that I like knew he liked. Yeah, my my boss and I have a secret war going on, which basically I folded, and I only she she's always like, you need to play the music that will help the com- customers shop, but that just means the music she likes. <laughs> uh, and luckily, she actually is the reason I got into Jimmy Buffett. I actually really like Jimmy Buffett, um, and it's because she would play it all the time. Nice. I think it's like a weird pick for a bookstore, but I I really like especially um I like Fins. I think Fins is my favorite song by Jimmy Buffett. Um, but. Margaritaville is also fantastic. There's like a lot of pathos in that song. I, I've been thinking about writing a novel and the epigraph for the novel is the lines, the lyrics to um, to, to Margaritaville. What's your favorite Jimmy Buffett song, Walter? I don't listen. I haven't listened to any Jeff. You don't know any Jimmy Buffett songs? I just know Margaritaville. What do you mean? Cheeseburger in Paradise? Oh, I know that one. Fins? No, I don't know Fins. Uh, the one about uh, I wish I had a pencil, pencil thin mustache. Dude, they're classics. Okay, well, Catherine, you both need to listen to Jimmy Buffett. It's good shit. It's fucking fantastic. Whenever I'm grilling during the summer, I put on Jimmy Buffett. Peak grill dad energy. <laughs> I think my grandma likes him. Dude, me and your grandma would probably get along. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Wait, I have one more Jimmy Buffett thing, which is that... Um, oh I'm God. sorry. No, this is just... So I was driving to work yesterday, and I, pu- I was sitting behind someone at the stoplight, and their bumper stickers said... Peace around the world, coexist. They had a "Don't Tread on Me" flag, and they also had a Margaritaville uh, Jimmy Buffett sticker on the back of their car. And I knew everything I needed to know about that person at that moment. I was like, I know exactly who you are. I don't even need to like pull up next to you to see what kind of face you'd have. I know who you are. I'm sorry. I apologize for my Jimmy Buffett proclivities. I accept you. No, it's all good. I don't know him at all, so I just. Yeah. It's, he sounds fun. He sounds like he sings about a lot of food. And I like food. He does, actually. He has a song called I Will Play for Gumbo. And I like gumbo. And I like margaritas. And burgers. And I like breakfast. And burgers. And burgers. And breakfast and burgers. I don't I don't like burgers. You don't like burgers? Well, I I don't eat meat. I like oh, fake fair. burgers. But I feel like that's not what what you meant well i mean jimmy buffett never i mean i actually have to look at the lyrics to cheeseburger in paradise but i'm not sure he ever explicitly states what kind of burger it is that's true it can be a veggie burger he does say i like mine with lettuce and tomatoes with a side of french fried potatoes i just kind of wanted to test how long sway would go on about jimmy buffett (laughs) i could tell i mean i can keep i have more thoughts about jimmy buffett because i also i've really i've been thinking about starting a jimmy buffett punk cover band called jimmy fuck it um, and it would just only be punk covers, like hardcore covers of Jimmy Buffett. Okay, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Is that enough? Is that enough now? Because I keep, I mean, like I said. I was supposed to tell you this last week, but I mean, the last time we did this, but I completely forgot. But I've been watching the Andy Griffith show because I'm true to my fucking word. Dude, how good is that fucking show? It is good, but it's I'm not going to be able to finish it. Like, it's too long, and I think the show is fun. I can, like, watch... Like, if this was on TV, and I was with my grandma every Sunday and was on... Yeah, 
it would be like the greatest thing to put on. See, now that's how I watched it. But to like binge in my bed for four hours no, is no. very difficult. No, that's like grandma, no. grandma and Pep Pep are like stopping over, and you like put it on TV so no one has to talk about how Barack Obama is the president and he's black and it's a problem. Yeah. So I I have enjoyed it, but I've only been able to enjoy it through binging. So it's been a little like. Damn, I can't binge this right now. So, but I did get up to the Christmas episode, and um, they also used the stooge and um, uh, stooge stereotype, where a man, where basically a, a grumpy old man sends a family into prison, and because uh, Andy Griffith's so charismatic, he like uh, makes Christmas in jail, and this grumpy old man is just looking from outside and is like wow they're having so much fun so he keeps trying to get in jail but because it's christmas holidays they keep rejecting him and not letting him go to jail so that was the whole episode yeah which is very fun and very cute andy griffith is also kind of fuckable right yeah his smile is really good dude he has a really fucking great smile it, it, uh, it honestly i can say this because i'm chinese right it's kind of chinese the way he smiles his eyes goes like <laughs> slanty <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I'm not gonna comment. I think everyone's eyes do that a little bit when they smile, don't they? Yeah, but his go really slanty, dude. Okay. It's like it's like why? Um, I know it's like a bad stereotype, but like a lot of people think Asians have good smiles because honestly, out of every part of my body I've ever been compliment complimented on, it's literally been close to zero zero point five percent. Except I always get you have a great smile. Aww. <laughs> you do have a great smile, Walt. <laughs> I think you have a cute little belly, Walt. You got a cute little tummy. I want to just like beat on it like a drum. All right, so now it's zero point six percent. I did not need to know today how much Suede likes round bellies. <laughs> hey, you'll learn more and more as we keep going. Every episode is just one step closer to like finding where your sexualization is coming from. Peeling back the layers. I'd be down to talk about Black Christmas a little bit. Yeah, I did rewatch it. I watched it last year around Christmas. And you did you watch the original or the remake? The one from the seventies. Um, I watched it for the first time last year and I thought it was amazing. Last year I was also like going through like a Giallo phase, so I was really into like, you know, the body horror and like the visuals of like people stabbing each other with like pretty lights and stuff. And Black Christmas has that pretty pretty well. Yeah, I just think this movie is so cool. The outfits are on point. Every single outfit is amazing. Um, it's, like, genuinely scary because you're, like, looking at every everything a lot of times from the point of view of the creepy guy, so they don't have to rely on, like, jump scares to build, like, fear and tension, I think, which is cool. Um and I also think it has this cool thing. I watched the first time I really liked it that it's kind of takes place of like and like the setting that Walter you're kind of talking about where like everyone else kind of goes home and you're just with like the leftover people at your college dorm. And like this that's like the setting of the movie. And I, I thought that was kind of cool because that's not like really a setting that you see that much. So I appreciate that point actually. That's really cool. I didn't think of it like that, and it is like that. I just, here's, here, like, for me, Black Christmas is such a weird slasher for me because I don't love it. And I know a lot of people think the kills are really interesting. I actually think they're kind of boring. <laughs> they're fine. They're just, there's only one that's really good. Like, when, spoiler, when, when they're, like, stabbing someone with, like, a crystal, like, unicorn. 
that's like the only cool that's the only cool one but i think that one's really cool it is it is the other question i have though is like do you think black christmas really needs to be set in christmas because um i have like two feelings of a tale uh, uh, uh what's uh, a christmas tale and black christmas like uh for a christmas tale uh, it kind of embodies those type of Christmas movies where to really capture the celebration and the spirituality of Christmas, you have to celebrate – no, not celebrate, but you have to, like, really be involved with the capitalistic part of Christmas. And for Christmas Tale, it does it ironically and satirically. But I don't really know if, like, that's, like, an easy f- film to, like, make kids understand that wanting a BB gun is supposed to be satirical, right? And then – for Black Christmas, it has the utter issue that I have with a lot of Christmas films is that, I mean, I feel like half of these Christmas movies would work just as fine if they weren't set in Christmas. And then it makes me wonder, like, why are they Christmas movies then? Well, I think it's like, I like Christmas movies like this where it's not actually about Christmas. It just happens to take place during Christmas because I am not it. Like, Christmas is not a huge, huge thing for my family. Um, and yeah, I think, like I said, I think that this movie kind of does have to be set around Christmas because it's like everyone's going home and like she's kind of stuck there because her mom like doesn't want her like is going off with her boyfriend or something like then this other girl like was supposed to meet up with her dad to go home but like got killed before that so like he's floating around being like a character in the sorority house um I don't know like there's the cool lights and like them like looking for someone out in the woods in the cold you know i don't know i think it just adds to like the vibe in the background that it's christmas that was that was what i was thinking about is the the parts of the movie that like use the lights as a set piece right because there there are like christmas trappings in there that would make it feel like it i think it would be just another generic slasher if it weren't for a the fact that it isn't like the ur slasher it's like the first it's like the the first slasher movie kind of yeah people say that but I think without yeah. without the Christmas angle, it would it would just be I mean like another coeds getting murdered, right? Like there's the and I I, I, I actually I was talking to this with this about a lady in the bookstore because she was looking for a, a a a good horror novel, but one that like she doesn't read a lot of horror, so she wanted something that like wasn't too terrifying. Um, and I found one for her. And the, the difference between the two books that I, I is I, that a flex too? I mean, it can be. I am really good at my job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I am very good at my job, actually. But um, the the book I gave her, it's got a lot of horror stuff in it. It's got like like monsters and like blood and guts. But the the it doesn't like push at this like central piece of anxiety where like you know when you read something like The Shining, the 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 terror and the anxiety that's in The Shining is at its core. It's about substance abuse and child abuse, and it's about the cycles of those things repeating over and over again. Um, and I think there's there's definitely some of that in Black Christmas, which is like. The isolation that you feel not being by yourself, but the isolation you feel being without your family, right? I mean, these girls, this is, like, probably the first time they're living on their own, um, like, without their families and stuff. Like, there's a level of anxiety and, and terror that's manifested part of partly because you're juxtaposing a familial holiday, something that's, like, comfortable and traditionally in the media people spend together, right? Like, it's got this, like, ideal version, and instead you're getting, like, murdered. Yeah, I like this conversation. It actually made me... I actually didn't realize... Because the issue is when you read Black Christmas reveals, and maybe it's just because I'm bad at reading, a lot of the reveals are just like, 
greatest Christmas movie ever. Woohoo! And it's just like, I, I didn't understand that, like, everyone was, like, relating to the anxiety and the loneliness part of that. So I, I just thought people were like, this is a great Christmas movie. Just feels like my capitalist buying good Christmas films. So, and everyone does relate to the anxiety and the bad parts of Christmas and the sad stuff about it. And, um, People do relate to that. Everyone does. And that's why that film is popular. I guess uh, because I didn't bring a film, uh, we're going to try something new. And we're going to play a small game where I list out random uh, stupid Christmas films, and we'll see if you guys can guess a plot. How about The Apartment by... Should I say who it's by? Yeah, sure, because I've, I've seen this one. It's I probably... Actually, I know this one. Really? The Apartment? Yeah. By Billy Wilder? Yeah, so basically what happens is there are these two trolls, <laughs> and... The toes, the, the 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 trolls, they live off of toes. They're called toe trolls. And at night, while people sleep, they come and they eat the the dead skin off your toes. And uh, so they, the whole movie is them sneaking into. Pe- it's kind of like Mouse House. You ever seen Mouse House? I, I yeah. No. Okay, it's it's a movie about a mouse that's in a house, and these assholes keep trying to get rid of it, and they can't. So it's kind of like that, except whenever the people are not paying attention, it's these tiny tro- trolls with like little knives, just like slicing off of off people's like toenails and stuff like that. It's a little bit. It's kind of like three hours. It's a three hour film. It's kind of like three hours of uh those like YouTube videos of like uh people like cutting other people's toenails. Pretty much that for three hours. Fantastic film. I love it. I think the apartment is about um one of those. You know that Disney Channel movie called like Smart House, where the oh, house, Smart house um like comes alive, absolute classic, and starts attacking you. Yeah, I think it's like that, um, but set at Christmas, obviously. So the house is maybe you know just setting things awry in the in the Christmas scene, the knocking over the Christmas tree, uh, stealing people's presents or destroying presents, and like making the lights go wonky and the family's just going nuts. They can't handle it. <laughs> what is wrong with the house? Um, it's haunted. Like someone died there 10 Christmases ago and they're, they want to ruin Christmas for everyone else, you know? So they try and like exercise this, um, this Christmas demon that's, that's embodied in their house. And that's how they spend their Christmas. Um, in the apartment, it's not a house. Obviously, it's an apartment. So this is like Monster House Christmas movie. I like that. Yes. Which one wins? Yeah. Which Walter? one wins? This is a game. <laughs> uh, you know what? Okay, we'll do it like that. Which one's closer? Uh, which one did you like better? <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. One. <laughs> Walter Walter actually can't like either of those movies because it's all about the plot. We we didn't talk about the shot structure or the pretty lights or which cute French girl is going to be oh, like right. smoking a cigarette. So he can't. He won't actually be interested. The apartment is actually smoking cigarettes. Um, the apartment smokes them through the chimney. Um, <laughs> the, the trolls. The trolls. Giant cigarettes. The trolls, all the trolls' clothes are made out of cigarette butts. I don't even know if Swade's synopsis is actually in an apartment building, so I think Catherine gets the win on this one. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I heard in a rug underneath somewhere. I don't even know if that's, like, outside, inside, on Mars. So, yeah, I think, unfortunately, at least Catherine's is on Earth.
I didn't want to bring this up, but he also did not reference Christmas. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I did not reference Christmas. You're right. Uh, it's because I've been watching these videos of people cut old people's toenails. It's super horrifying, but I'm kind of into it. I was going to say that that sounded way too specific, and I, I, I'm, I'm upset. Okay, how about the next film I will reference is Mon Uncle Antoine. It's by uh, Claude Jutra, and it's considered one of uh, Montreal's most greatest art house films. Oh, okay. Montreal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about a singing moose. The moose The moose actually, as a child, as a baby moose, gets shot by a hunter, and it, it uh, rips out his vocal cords. And so a mad uh, Canadian veterinarian gives him, like, a... What are those? Like, a... Um, an auto-tune machine for a throat and he grows up and uh he learns how to sing from watching christmas christmas songs from all the campers and all his life all he wants to do is sing christmas songs and then santa finds him and brings him to the super bowl which does not happen during christmas but it's a special special christmas super bowl and he's very nervous to sing and then at, at the Super Bowl halftime show, and at the end, he he Aww. he does, and Chris Tucker plays the um, they got Chris Tucker for this Canadian <laughs> art house film. Chris T- Tucker plays uh the fast talking, vaguely racist, as far as the writing goes, uh uh beaver character that's best friends with the moose, whose name is Tinkles. It's called Tinkle. Tinkle is the name of the moose who sings during the Christmas Super Bowl. <laughs> that's what happened. I'm pretty sure. Also, it's all in French. Oh, I must have saw. I must have seen a different film. <laughs> well, this is sort of like um like a contemporary French Canadian take on on uh, Scrooge with Bill Murray. So it's like this uncle. I think you said the word uncle in the title. I don't remember. So it's about this uncle who is um like a um head top top dog at um some he's a dog company. I think he sells. <laughs> you know uh, the big cheese over at uh, the um, NFT factory in in French Canada, and he's um, making a lot of money off of his TikTok revenue. Um, TikTok, he's revenue? like this really modern. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's like a 2021 Scrooge. So he's into like TikTok and NFTs. Um, so he's really annoying, and he, um, but you know, he wants to go home for Christmas. Well, he doesn't really want to, but he he feels he has to because his whole family's like relying on him to use his like tech money to buy them presents. So he gets roped into going home. Um, it's, like, gray the whole time and, like, snowing, um, and he's just drunk the whole time he's at home, and, um, everyone buys the present, like, opens the presents that he bought on Christmas, and it's, like, this really dramatic, um, ending scene, um, where they're all opening the presents that he got, and he doesn't want to be there, and, um, then he actually drops dead on the spot. And that's how the movie ends. I, I've actually heard about that movie. That that movie is an NFT, right? Like, the whole film is actually an NFT. I, I think you might be right. So for you, Swain, I will say that um, you got the stereotype of the Canadian correct. Except you just didn't think they were Canadians. Because for some reason, they went to the Super Bowl, which is not in Canada. And you wanted to use Chris Tucker, right? 
Um, for Catherine, I think your stereotype is a little off. Uh, but at least it was in Canada. And um, you ended it with him being drunk and dropping dead and being depressing. And the film does have a type of merriness, amicord sort of ensemble cast that goes on and then just goes, <laughs> everyone is. Jeez. I think I will go... The entities throws me off a little too much this time, so I'm gonna have to go with Sway. That's right, the winner. All right. Uh, they don't also they don't have any technology in Canada. They just have like poutine and hockey pucks. I'll do one more. We need some type of non-Western Christmas movie because I don't even know if those exist. There's a Korean film called Christmas in August, made in 1998 by Her Jin Ho. Go ahead, Karen. Okay, this um Christmas in August takes place on a boat. Um. And they wanted to celebrate Christmas on this boat in August. Um, so instead of it being Christmas themed, um, it's actually like boat and summer theme. And so it's all about them just having a party on this boat, um, doing Christmas in August. They all get each other silly gifts. It's just kind of like a rom-com, rom-com vibes, bright colors, um, they're all on the boat for, like, about a week. It's, like, a week-long thing. So, like, you know, cliques start to form um, with the people on the boat. And there's, you know, interpersonal drama and stuff. Um, all in the background of this, like, faux Christmas celebration. Um, so that's that's kind of what I think. I think nothing, nothing, like, too tragic happens. You know, some people fall in love. Some people get their heart broken. But that's just your, your typical Christmas movie. But it's But it's in August this time. See, I thought, I heard that it was a movie that was actually, it was inspired by a Werner Herzog uh, documentary, and it's actually just this one Korean woman uh, is doing a documentary. She's she's on a boat with all these Korean fishermen who are all just like, just like the saltiest, most like grumpy old, like, uh, you know, blue collar fisher, fisherman types. And the whole movie is her just interviewing them and talking to them about, about their times that they've celebrated Christmas. And, and, and then like, it cuts between like this, like old Korean dude, like smoking a cigarette and being like, no, I haven't seen my wife in two years. We celebrated Christmas once. And then, you know, she took the kids and I just, I, I drink too much and I gamble <laughs> and I, I don't know. I don't know about Christmas anymore. And it just cuts between that and like beautiful shots of the ocean. And the, the final scene is um them like pulling the big hall in and just like driving to a little like like boating to a little port and the 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 documentarian she's actually like made a christmas tree out of fish bones for all of the um fishermen <laughs> and it makes them understand christmas i would watch that yeah it's i mean you should it's a good movie that is real you had to work in the cigarette smoke there darn you <laughs> darn <laughs> darn <me>. you <laughs> Yeah, there are also also there's a there's an animated version of the film where all of the um, old uh, Korean men are cute uh, cartoon French women. <laughs> it's, it was a project. It was actually a, it was a 2021 project actually, and it was uh, in memory of um, Anne Rice who passed away recently. <laughs> Let me see. That's wonderful. I feel that Catherine captured how this film was marketed to me, but this film is marketed terribly. So yeah. I feel Suede gets closer to the plot, weirdly enough, but the tone feels a little off. But you know what? I'm not a loser, so I will pick a winner. Okay. And I will uh, pick a winner because Suede's too tryhard. So <laughs> go ahead, Catherine. You win. Yay! God damn it! <laughs> Defeated! <laughs> 
Well, this was, this was good. I mean, I feel like we really hashed out some Christmas details. We sort of got to the bottom of my sort of proclivities physically. I'm sure there's more to come, unfortunately. I will say, I all of Walter's proclivities are too dark to be put in the podcast. Walter actually talked a lot about it in this episode. We had to cut a bunch out. Well, I think, I think we learned a lot about each other. We learned a lot about our, our Christmas, and we learned that uh, I am, I think, the only one in this podcast who likes Christmas. I think so. I like Christmas, but not that much. The, the, the shining baby Jesus Christmas boy. That's me. I think there's nothing left to say, but uh, remind everyone, if you're going to watch a movie, do it with the lights on. So-